We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Jam. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. It's a Saturday show. We postponed last night's show because, well, words started to circulate, and I wanted to wait until today. Uh, the day has come. We flagged this on Monday that the end of the Damian Lillard was probably approaching, and we are there. This is um, a day some have dreaded, some day have some have hoped for. Here's where you land. What we're going to do is, is discuss today, the last couple of days, the last two years, and the previous nine years kind of before that, and then where we go from there. Uh, quick shout out to uh, a Dame, Dame Invested Company, Move Insoles is our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> that's not changing anytime soon. Uh, beyond that, like, rate, view, subscribe, help us grow the show. You guys know what to do. Uh, initial thoughts, uh, Brandon, where, where are you at, uh, at nine o'clock this morning and where are you now? Uh, it's a failure by an organization to take for granted the most loyal star or one of the most loyal stars in franchise history. It was a complete and utter embarrassment what they did in the previous regime and a complete misled perspective of where they were really at or what they truly wanted to do i would say the last two years so where am i at on the whole thing it's i'm not stunned why would he stick around um zero tweets from anybody that tweeted me during the draft party and said scoot and dame can work you idiot or they're gonna trade scoot you idiot none of you idiots have responded or tweeted me today uh which sums up social media and the disaster that is twitter anyway uh but where i'm at danny is it's just not surprising that we got here. There was no viable path to winning. The Jeremy Grant signing meant nothing to me when I saw that news yesterday. And uh, it, it sucks. This is the biggest and worst day probably in franchise history. Uh, now, I know you could say Walton getting injured and then getting out of Portland for sure, given they, they just won a championship. But in the relative now, I think for almost everybody paying attention to the Blazers of any age, this is devastating for Portland and there's no way around it and you can spin it however we want to spin this today and when we get to the trade stuff you've lost a top 75 player who's a seven-time all-nba guy mm -hmm. that gave you damn near 28 points per game 
and just had one of the most efficient seasons of his career. So it's devastating to sum it up. Yeah, you know, I I got like I said, I got news last night of kind of where this was heading. So it didn't crush me in the way that I think it did this morning. I, I did that last night instead. <laughs> um it still still feels weird. Uh, I just came from the practice facility where we had the summer league introductions, Jonah Herskew leading the team, Scoot Henderson having his first real NBA practice, Shaden Sharp being the second-year vet in there. Um, and everything felt very strange. A lot of weird looks being passed around. And it didn't help anything. Right? Damian Lillard is now the next in line as a Portland Trailblazer who is leaving unceremoniously. And we started talking about this two years ago. When, not two years ago, a year and a half ago, when Neil O'Shea got fired. Because there was something there. You know, Dame flirted with like, things are kind of a dumpster fire right now. Should I go? And he didn't. I think you could argue maybe he should have at that point in time done then what he did today. But the damage was done over the first nine years. And I'm not saying that to excuse Joe Cronin. I don't. And when we took the job, you can go back and watch the show when we, when we did, Brandon. We didn't envy the position that he was in of what he had to do and how unlikely it was they were going to be able to do something out of it. Getting Jeremy Grant was a good move. Beyond that, I think that they weren't willing to overpay to make the move necessary to show they're committed to this timeline. And I think they split both, hoping that they could capitalize on another team that was in worse position than Portland. And that never materialized, and here they are, left holding the bag and having to say, without saying it, that they're going to go a different route. Because that's the thing. It's on draft night. They, they said it. Even if taking Scoot Henderson is the right move there, even if taking Scoot Henderson is the right move holistically for the franchise, if you wanted to keep Dame, you had to be willing to take a massive risk. And they weren't willing to take the massive risk. So, from what I've heard, Zion was at least a discussion. And now... That same discussion was had by Charlotte, and they backed out too. Okay? I at least understand that. There was a Hail Mary effort last night to land an OG and an Obi type. That would have been enough, by the way. That would have been enough. But then again, you're not picking your paths. I think that 
Joe Cronin and his staff made a big offer chasing Mikhail Bridges on deadline night this year and couldn't get it done. But you should have seen this coming. Exit interviews, Damian Lillard flat out said, going young is not my path. You went young. You used all three draft picks. I was shocked that they used all three draft picks. Shocked. That's that's it. And I, I see the, tra- the, the chat saying, why aren't you going hard on Cronin? Because I don't think Joe lied. I think he oversold what he could do. And I think there is a difference. And I've yeah, told him, I, I, I've told Joe to his face, I thought he oversold what he did at the exit interviews. But, but you see, this is a tough thing. Like, this is where Portland can't have nice things, insert itself. Yes. I, I would push back a little bit. I think when he took over the reins of this gig and Neil was truly out, we thought, all right, maybe we got a general manager that gives a damn. Mm-hmm. And it's not to suggest he doesn't give a damn about the franchise, what's best for it. To me, in that moment, it was, okay, I'm peeling the Band-Aid off. And he made the CJ trade, the Mm -hmm. Nance trade, the Covington trade, the Norm trade, and got absolutely lit up for that trade and what he got back for that trade on all of them. But we also did Trade Deadline podcast where we were like, hey, this is what it could be. This is who it could be. And then they used the pick and they took Shaden. And you want to say they, they didn't want to overpay for OG. That That's fine. Mm-hmm. I I think you could organizationally sell that idea, but they didn't make the trade. No, they didn't. And then they didn't, you know, they get Jeremy Grant in here and they start, what, 10 and 4 or whatever. And it's like, oh, see, this is amazing. And then Nurk becomes Nurk again. Damon Ant trade off injuries. And it just falls apart completely. And then you get a position where you have the number three pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. And again, you can sell me organizationally, as Ben Golliver has said, as many have said, you don't get these picks often. You should use it. Okay. But the tone was absolutely, we're going to make a move to build around Dame. And whether you want to categorize that as misleading, lying, tough positions, I, I don't really care about semantics. The evidence the proof is in the pudding. Sure. It was, we're going young. And I, I, I'm i not shocked they used three picks. Not at all. When you commit to using the third pick, what are you really doing at 23 that's going to say, now we have a young point guard while we have a current veteran point guard? You have to lean into the youth. And his press conference on draft day was an utter disaster. There's no yep. way around that. So... I think if you were to separate some of these things and say, organizationally, this makes sense. We don't have a path. That's fine to hold the position, but publicly to the fans and media is not what it was. hundred percent. And no matter how you feel about being fleeced in trades, which is that's where we're at now. They didn't take those swings. They didn't say yeah. to hell with Scoot Henderson. Let's go do whatever it takes to get Zion and Dame because Zion and Dame is a building block of what this organization can be. They valued the youth, they valued the pick, and they didn't really see a clear path to winning on a high level, and here we are. So I'm more in a position of, I thought we were misled, and they never took a swing. I don't care 
when you care about swinging and you care about making a move to win, you're not going to bat a thousand. You're not going to get a mm -hmm. dollar on a dollar in a trade. You have to be willing to swing. Swing means trying and potentially missing. They never did it. And so I, that's where a lot of people are at today now that they have to trade the franchise player. Where would you have made that move? I'll, I'll, lay, I'll lay the moves well, down for No, no, I'm going to lay the moves down for you okay. right now because I see people in the chat and it's, look, I know how frustrated people are. These lying! Ah! Saber rattle, all that shit. Draft night last year. Are you trading number seven, Nasir Little, Josh Hart, and another first-round pick for OG Ananobi? If you're telling me that OG is the difference between Dame staying and Dame going, which it sounds like that's what it was yesterday, I think I would wonder aloud, you really couldn't renegotiate that deal whatsoever given the history of trading Gary Trent. And is Shaden Sharp going to be better than OG? I think many people would probably say I'd bet on the ceiling of Sharp over what OG is. But in a vacuum, if it keeps Dame and it makes you a better team and that's what you value, I think you'd have to consider it, yeah. Because now we're sitting in a scootin' Shaden. What's fun? I'm going to stop you here real quick. I'm going to stop you real quick because the chat's filling up with yes and you're saying yes right now and I know for a fact your answer then was no. And I know for a fact this chat then was no. This is but some hindsight-ass stuff. In that also, moment... But you, you also were not saying OG is the difference between Dame staying and Because going. you don't know. And I'm not saying this to excuse Joe. I'm saying this to excuse the transaction at the time. Okay. 100% transaction at the time. Okay. So and that we, transaction... We all, we, all know the, we all know the answer to that is no. Okay, hold on. I'm not trying to have hindsight. I'm trying to be honest about this. So the hindsight would be, they get Nas, right? You, you said Nas in that trade? Yes. I root for Nas. He seems like a great dude. He can't stay healthy. Josh Hart, probably sure. not staying in Toronto very long term. Uh, Shaden Sharp gets to go home, gets to go to Canada, be the prodigal son that maybe fits in or maybe doesn't, I don't know, but okay. You get OG Ananobi, who again, he's battled his own injury stuff, but addresses a position of need. I just, it is an overpay. Everything Portland has to do is going to be an overpay. Mm -hmm. We need to get out of this trade scenario where we're the ones benefiting on this and we're the ones getting all the stuff. We're the franchise that sends the stuff. That's why I thought it was ridiculous to say, we're trading three and we're getting Zion and pieces. Excuse me, Zion, who might not be much, but like he's 20, what, 22 years old, 23, and we know what he is when healthy. We're the ones getting Zion and stuff. No, we would be giving them three and stuff. That's the reality of this franchise and where it sits. And I think there's a real identity problem with that. Because I think people don't buy it. And it's just, it is what it is. I'd push back on that part of it. That's fine. On the Zion stuff. But again, as much as I would say Zion, does Dame say yes to Zion? Does Joe say yes to Zion? Well, Dame ain't saying yes to Joe and what they're doing, so I don't know. Again, it's very easy to say this, 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 this. And again, I'm not defending them. Like, They've picked their path mm -hmm. very clearly mm -hmm. along the lines of Guller. What they have done holistically is entirely fine for the health of the organization. Blah, 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 blah. 
we belabored that point a million bleeping times. Right. But don't flag that you're going to go do X, Y, and Z and do the complete opposite. I have said that from the jump. When they said it at the press conference, we talked about it. I go, you better deliver on that. They didn't. The press That's, conference was the giveaway, though. Yes, that that was where they fell on their face. Mm-hmm. I am not going to debate that with anybody. And I have said this from the jump. The reason why I have supported, air quotes, Cronin, is because his of his willingness to take risks. But the risks that he has taken have been young. And betting on on not long shots, but betting on potential as opposed to betting on Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Because That's a pretty and, big difference, though, right? You'd agree yes, with that because you've said 100%. Is Scoot loyal? Well, we don't know. I mean, he seems happy today. I saw the press conference stuff post the practice. He seems sure. happy today. Is Scoot going to be a top 75 player? Is Scoot going to make All-NBA seven times? He very well could, but it sounds like the way you set that up, it's like, okay, well, we're going to deal in the idea of it more than we're going to deal in the reality that we have it. And I think that's the difference for me is like I, the baby blazer stuff, we'll, like we'll, we'll get to that. But like in the now, in the conversation that we're having, they're choosing kind of the unknown and the idea of it more than they did actually swing and say, it's a lot to give away, but we have it. And that's the difficult thing, I think, for a lot of people today. Yeah, no, I mean, people are kind of fighting over themselves. Say, I would have done this, I would have done this, I would have done this. The thing that we said is that one way or another, we were going to have a direction. They picked their direction. They picked their direction of the draft. Mm-hmm. Which is why we had the, the, the show on Monday where I said, this is pretty much the end. Damian Lillard gave them a couple of days to see if they could show that they're committed to winning right now. I would argue that they're not. I wouldn't even argue. I would say right now they are not. They might be committed to winning in the future. That's ultimately where it falls. You know, somebody said, what what trade has, has Joe done that he's won? I'd argue all of them. Norman Powell's deal is unmovable. Robert Covington is not playing. C.J. McCollum, the Pelicans right now are dreading it. They got off toxic money. I'll stand by those. I don't give a shit. That's not hard to do. Like Saying that is not saying, I support Joe Cronin. I said, that's supporting the moves. Mm-hmm. Those are the exact kind of moves that I would have done in those situations. Get off the money, see what you can get. Yeah, I think today, though, Danny, like, I think it's just one, it's a tough day, but like, the reality is is today, for for most of the fans and people that were like, kind of covered this team and watched this team and seen what they've done, like, oh, the bargaining and the rationalization and the frustration, it's it's all hitting at once. Sure, but like, I would say, I, I would imagine most of those people are sitting in a spot where, you know, what trades he lost, the trades he wasn't willing to take and try. And those ones are the ones that kind of bring us to this pod. Those are the ones that bring us to this moment where a dude who, I mean, every opportunity for 10 years has just 
I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. I'll do what it takes. I want to stay here. When you break that, man, I mean, that's, I think, how people would feel is you lost the trades you did you weren't willing to make because you lost Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think that that probably happened. It probably happened two years ago. It probably happened when they when Neil ran everybody back. That was probably the breaking point, and they should have cut off then. Mm-hmm. Because that team was just never was never going to work. I look at that now and I go, where do you where do you go from there? And it was always if they can do this, if they can do this, and it was always threading some needle somewhere. And I held out hope, held out some sort of faith of maybe they can find something somewhere. They got German. I went okay. It's the best player Dame has played with since LaMarcus. All right. Then they go to the next step and they go... You think Jeremy's better than CJ? Uh, Fit-wise, 100%. Oh, fit. Okay. Yeah, it's like impact? Yes, not even even close. Not even close to me. Jeremy Grant's not getting hunted in a playoff series mercilessly by Faku Campazzo. Well, that was that was kind of the end of it all. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, that was prime CJ. Uh, yeah, that I was did. the guy. That was the guy they traded away, who everybody said they should have got more for. They did get to the playoffs in the Western Conference in that era. I'm just okay. semantics, I guess. But again, it's not hard for me. And I go, okay. Can they find a big? Can they find something there? Can Ant get a little bit more? And I just kept maybe thinking maybe they could find something in there. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I don't know. Ultimately, the end of this is the Portland Trailblazers failed to build around Damian Lillard post-Lamarcus, whether it was yeah. Neil or Joe. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period, point blank. I, I don't know why that's... I don't, I don't know why that's like the there's anything to look at any other way. The question now becomes is what would you have done in that position? And somebody says you had the number three, number seven, and all of your future picks. I outlined last week. We're on Monday. I asked you, Brandon, pick a year. And I grabbed every All-NBA year Mm -hmm. and said every single player in here has had a chance to play with another All-NBA guy in their prime, All-Star guys in their prime. All of them. Mm-hmm. Multiple picks traded for guys. Like a real shot. And everyone's like, well, why didn't the Blazers do that? Who were they supposed to go get that was going to allow them to do it? I think... At this think point, the- it needed to happen two years ago. That's sure. A, that's the I, difference. Yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, look, this is this is not just a two-year problem. This is something we talked about while the other guy was actually still in charge. Our podcast started, and he was still the general manager, and he said, hey, we lost to the Denver Nuggets, who were not 
we're going to run it back sans Terry. And we were like, what? Poor K. Like, <laughs> right. And that wasn't, that's not the only year I would point to. I, I think trying to like rationalize a lot of this stuff is not easy. No. I, I think the other part of this is we've had things trickle out. We don't have a clear idea of what or who or when I think some guys are available. I think the other part is we went, what, nine seasons with Dame and, and Olshay, and there were some fun years in there. There was a surprising season, a West Finals appearance. Most of us knew what they had to do. They never did it, despite what the former Blazer is tweeting to you right now. I think the problem, though, in lies not only what they didn't do while Neil was in charge. Also Dan, lying in it, tweets. It's... It's the fact that the next guy that took over basically comes across right now today as another version of Neil. No big swing, yeah. no big risk. I'm That's value my ent asset. entirely fair. And 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 I would I would say organizationally and futuristically, he might be taking the right approach, but you can't get past the public stance of older and bigger, and I've got to be better. He said it here. I and we and I yes, he said it on our radio show last year when he drafted Shaden. So it's, it, I think people are sitting in one. I'm losing a player I care deeply about, but I think people are also just like, how do we know we don't have another Neil, where he's never gonna make the big swing, he's never gonna make the big move, because like, Jeremy addressed a positional need and nothing else formulated after that, like. It was just a, and 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 I I could even make an argument, no matter how we feel about the dude. I could easily make an argument that like, if you really wanted to move and swing, your move was to move Anthony Simons in a sign and trade of some sort because you're just running Ant Dame in a slightly different version of what you were doing with CJ. Even though Who's I the know guy? Ant and CJ are different players it basically boils down to kind of the same. But thing. who's the guy? We don't know, but we can't operate on a, you don't have a move or there was no chance of a move being made. I can't operate in that either. You and know that, stuff gets talked about, but it never gets leaked. Sure. I, I have a pretty decent ear to the ground when it comes to what moves and were and were and weren't available for, the, for times. And somebody just asked, was, was there a time that Paul George was available? Yes. Paul George was available for a package. The Blazers could do that. Wasn't going to destroy them. It would cost them CJ McCollum period point blank. I don't care what CJ says on Twitter today. He knows he can sit there and say whatever he wants and get away with it. It's totally fine. I don't care, but I know for an absolute fact mm -hmm. that he was available. And he was turned down because they refused to move off of CJ McCollum. I know that is irrefutable fact. I have not heard of one of those deals come across for Anthony Simons. We haven't even heard of a deal for Anthony Simons, and it's this year. I've heard of deals, but it was for draft capital or the same position and same kind of player. Which. What's the point? Why are you making. Exactly. Right. And he's got the better contract and like the be like the better version. It's like, well, why, why would you do that? You know. So, it is what it is, on that part of it. 
it, it's a i don't this what sucks about when we do the pod this way where i'm at my house and you're at yours like the only thing that sucks right now is i can't see the chat Oh, the chat is a the chat is a sideways cesspool right now. <laughs> well, but I I would just say like, this is the day where a hundred percent all of the comments are deserved. This is oh no, they're not. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, not trust all me, the comments, no, they're not. <laughs> sure, some of the comments probably aren't, but like in the realistic pain and agony and sadness, and I know I think we'll get to the trade element of this. I I just shrug my shoulders and go, I don't. What are we? What are people supposed to think right now, man? Like. They're losing a player that they haven't cared about maybe ever in this franchise's history. And the dude was screaming back, I want to be with you too. And they got themselves into a position of where he was like, you know what? Nah, not doing this anymore, man. I, I've reached my breaking point. And I, I just think the emotions of that, again, the ones that are being not absolutely ugly to other human beings, I get it. I get why you're here and how you feel that way. No, I... I'm on the same path. I get it. Like what when I heard what was coming, it sucked. We talked about this on Monday, knowing full well that this was likely coming. And it, it is what it is. And everybody keeps saying, Why are you letting Joe off the hook? Where am I letting Joe off the hook? I'm blaming the guy that was here for nine fucking years, not the guy that's here for 18 months. The nine years has a bigger impact on the shit show that existed than the guy for 18 months. I'm also not letting the guy that's been here for 18 months off the hook. He's overpromised and underdelivered. I've said that now a half dozen times. But at the same time, he had shit to work with. We've acknowledged that I don't even know how many times on this show over the last two years. Could he have overpaid and maybe gotten an OG and an OB? Sure. Is the organization in a better position for it? Probably not. I was pissed when they didn't move seven straight up for OG on that night. Do you remember that reaction? It was like, man, Danny, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? Mm -hmm. They got a good young kid. Mm -hmm. Because I thought at the time mm -hmm. that seven for OG was the offer. And Portland said no. Because at that point in time, I was like, you can't walk away from that. You can't walk away from that. And that wasn't the offer. So the offer, let's just, I, if you know the offer, what, what was the offer? I'm just, I'm just curious. To from what that. I was told, it was Nasir, Josh, another one, and seven. Okay. The other one would have been a very difficult sale for a player that just made his first team all in defense and has never been an all-star, for sure. And I think hindsight, again, as you mentioned, is easy. Yeah. But I think the tough thing is, like, again, this gets back to the overpay, right? Like, it's it's a difference of philosophy of do I overpay for something that may or may not move much or do I not give a damn and do the overpay? Again, Masai is difficult to deal with. I Maybe he was so stuck on that other one that that was a non-mother-effing factor in trade talk. But the idea of the assets going along with that, seven would be shading. Mm -hmm. We'd see highlights and we'd be a little envious probably. Uh, and then you're talking about two players, like one of which doesn't impact you at all. And the other one was you weren't going to sign long-term anyway. Like to me, I kind of just view those as like, yeah, it's a lot on paper, but you weren't going to sign Josh. Nas is banged up. You got him on a cheap deal anyway. Later. 
Later, yes, later. But Nas is banged up. Like, unfortunately for him, that's kind of the story of his career. And you weren't signing Josh Hart. So, like, but these are all these again. These are all hindsights. Well, but no, it's not a hindsight necessarily. And I would say because well, we didn't. First of all, I didn't know this trade till right now. They never had an interest in signing Josh. Never. You you have we have to look at this stuff and not call it hindsight. We have to look at it and say the reality is they valued the opportunity to go young. They just did. I think they. Uh, I think that part of it is a hundred percent true. When things landed the way they did, when things went the way that they did, yes, a hundred percent. But also, I I don't think OG's outside that window. He's twenty five. Mm-hmm. Like that's totally a doable thing. It, I don't. I don't think that's questionable at all. Beyond that, in that moment, I don't think you're thinking, if we don't do this, this is the end of Damian Lord. I know it's it's tough to go back to that moment specifically and say, well, this is going to lead to Damian. That this is the inflection point, that that's the sliding doors point? I, I, It's hard to see it that way. Well, no, but I think then you go past the draft even, and then you go, well, what move are you really making, right? You get Jeremy Grant, like, oh, we all, we all like that piece. It's a great mm-hmm. four post-Lamarcus. It's the best four he had had talent-wise. And then you go past that point, and you basically say, what did you do after that? And it was nothing, nothing. And then you used all three picks. Like, maybe it is, in a way. Now that I'm, like, saying this out loud, because some of this stuff is just resonating in my brain, mm-hmm. maybe it was, right? Like, it's hard to say that in the moment as the general manager or the organization, but using Shaden pick. And, again, Shaden might be all awesome, all world awesome. But not using that as a trade, maybe it kind of sets up. Like, the Jeremy thing was a wink and a nod. Not trading the shade and stuff, you get Jeremy, and then you're like, "Hey, Damon, Ant, it's gonna be different than Damon, CJ, and we have see what comes out of it." Yeah, like I just think maybe it maybe kind of in a way it was, Uh, but now it's just like, what are you gonna do with all this going forward now that we have the information we have? Yeah, we've kind of talked this in circles now, so now 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 the like even you and I are frustrated right now. Sure, (laughs) like it is. It is. It is what it is, and like. I don't think they. I don't think they look to fail Dame. I don't, and you, you can call me a shill. I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, I don't think they were actively looking to fail Damian Lillard. I, I don't believe that was the case. Now, what happens next? That's the next question. It very much feels like that Dame is trying to get to Miami. Does the Blazers organization acquiesce to that? From what I've heard, there are more offers coming in. I would expect the Spurs are getting involved. Brooklyn is taking a look. Utah is a team I could heard, I've heard that it could throw their hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more offers. Where does it go from here? If you're the organization and the statement that I got earlier was, where did it go? Too many texts. We have been clear that we want Dame here, but 
but he notifies us today he wants out and he'd prefer to play someplace else. What has not changed for us is we're committed to winning and we are going to do what's best for the team in the pursuit of that goal. That is from Joe Cronin at 222 today. Mm-hmm. I think he also had the one, I think he sent another one out. or the, some, I saw there was another one from the Woj. Star level thing. Yeah. This is from Woj an hour ago. Front offices talking to Portland today were left the, with the impression that GM Joe Cronin is pursuing a star-level return package for Damian Lillard, and Cronin plans to look well beyond the Miami Heat to find one, which is Miami, take your broke boy offer and go find it, Go find more. If Tyler Hero is worth so much, go trade him somewhere else and get real capital. Mm-hmm. That's what they're flagging publicly. Now, what does that look like? Because I'll tell you right now, that Miami offer is a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I want nothing to do with it. But the reality of the NBA is that sometimes don't matter what you want. Yeah. I, I mean, are, are, have you resigned yourself to the point of the Miami offer? You know this. We've texted about this. I think we strongly have different viewpoints of this. Um, I will always live in the world of welcome to Miami playing was never an accident that it got to this point. Isn't the most surprising. It's just devastating and sad. I I would put my chips. I'm putting my chips on the Miami thing. And I'm not telling you that this is going to end with just a straight up blazer Miami heat trade. I, I took the statement you read there, the star level statement, the, you know, we're going to look past Miami wink. I think it is definitely, you want him? Make it worth our wild. And Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or Kyle Lowry, whatever the hell you financially include for it to make sense, plus some picks, is not going to do it for us. All right? They have no interest in Hero. It would make no sense on this team anyway. So I think it was them basically screaming, Miami, go get something better than what you have. I would imagine Pat Riley is currently working on this as we speak. The other teams... So I went through and I watched some NBA free agency stuff. Bobby Marks doing the trade machine. I listened to the Low Pop podcast this morning when him and Bobby did it, and they went through some stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've mentioned Utah before, and I know we've talked about this off the record. Utah has the picks package that is boy oh boy, just tasty because Minnesota is a disaster of a franchise, and they're sitting in a bad spot. Player wise, asset, young player wise, it's not the most ideal. You'd probably what be looking to try to get whoever they just drafted. Uh, at Baji, you'd want some pieces, but it's mostly draft capital. The Spurs one's fascinating to me because, well, it's what we hoped Portland had. It's Wimby and Dame, and there you go. You build from there. Effed up, by the way, that we got to a point where one number is the difference between Wimby playing in Portland with Dame and now Dame may be playing in San Antonio with Wimby. They've got picks. They've got some young assets that are very interesting, I think, from a roster-building standpoint. But where does Dame honestly reside with playing in San Antonio? I think it's a fair thing to ask out loud. I think Miami's offer personally is better than Philly because I don't want Philly has, or Harris. I mean, you have and to take Harris, to, which. No, thank you. And I have no, I, I'll tell you right now, it, hot take. I think Miami's is even better than Brooklyn because I don't no. think Brooklyn. Here, no, I, we can talk about this. No, we talk go, through this. Go. But I think Miami's is better than Brooklyn. I would rather have Miami's future first-round picks than Brooklyn's. No. Miami's never bad. 
2028 and 2030, Miami's not running that franchise. And you're right. It's 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 Eric Spolstra. Maybe it is, but Mickey Harrison has no interest in diving into luxury tax. He's a broke boy pretending he's a rich boy. Jimmy Butler will be gone. Bam at a Bayou at that point. That's six seasons from now. Okay. I have no idea. Dwayne Wade was going picks, once too. Brooklyn's picks are Phoenix's picks. Does Ishbia strike you as guy who's going to allow franchise to suck? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Oh, I want. I, if you're asking me picks, number one, you get more volume and better picks. Well, that's that's an agreed to disagree thing because I don't. Again, Miami's never been bad. Phoenix, Phoenix is, has an owner that's spending like a billion dollars to never it's be fine. bad. They won't have any capital. We'll see. That's the thing. Is like by by the time Miami gets back there again, they have capital. People are flocking to Miami every single cycle. Phoenix has a better flocking of talent than Miami currently does. Sure, but also Isaiah Thomas has got the right hand man of Madishbia. Well, once he gets fired in 25, uh, they'll clear the books and Ishbio will be there. Overall, it's not a one-for-one one trade to me with any of these. I think this is ultimately going to prove to be a three-team trade. And The San Antonio I, I, one is the one that intrigues me. I'm putting the chips that it's Miami. Now, where are you at? If the Blazers are serious about it, it's anywhere but Miami. Like, if so they're doing... No if they're doing... If they're, oh, no. There's, Tyler Hero is worth nothing. Oh, I if don't he, think he's great value. So what are you doing? You're going to you're trading Tyler Hero for another pick and Quentin Grimes? Is there a world? Congratulations. Sure. Maybe San Antonio's not willing to jump in this thing as the non-Damian Lillard team. And you could say, yeah, that's a full stop for them. And I wouldn't disagree with it. But in a world where San Antonio is also looking for young assets, that makes sense. Is there a world? Is there a world? Where they jump in this as the third team, they facilitate an Anthony Simons because you're going to have to move him. Why do you have to move him? He's 24. You want Ant, Scoot, and Shaden as your as your three man backcourt? It's fine. Oh, you're gonna. I mean, they're gonna suck anyway. But you're catching. Yeah. So why why would you move him? I'm just thinking out loud on assets to move. But I mean, like again, like that's you have a perfectly fine contract on a young player. Why? Why? They why want to play in that? San Antonio? I've heard that that's an acceptable landing spot. Ramona threw it out, and then it was like it's not. I'm not saying Ramona is not to be trusted. I like Ramona a lot, but nobody's backed that up. I believe it's an acceptable landing spot, but I believe if the number number one landing spot is Miami. If you're talking to Dame's camp, okay. And I just the league tells me usually the player kind of dictates a lot of these terms as as strong as the organizations want to be in these moments. The that's the thing is how strong is are the Blazers going to be in this? Because there's Joe hold him hostage and get the most possible, which they're not going to do that in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But also just get it done and over with. Give everything that you just speed the process up. I don't think that's over with. So and every, for people asking what what why why is the Miami offer bad? Tyler Hero for everybody in here who's sitting here going, Tyler Harrow is, uh, or, or or Ant doesn't have value. Ant is valued higher than Tyler Harrow around the league. Unquestionably. Period. Point blank. So if all of you are sitting here saying Ant has no value, why would you want Tyler Harrow? He's more expensive in a lesser version. Okay. 
the picks, the 28 and 30, are five and seven years away. They mm-hmm. don't actually have value. They don't. You don't. Okay, so we're talking Miami, right? You're talking about Miami's Yes. Pick? Okay, so. Picks that far out don't have value to teams because they can be anything. They have to be closer. Right. Okay. But let's just live in a world where that's that's the picks. Scoot and Shaden, by that point, you're hoping, I think from a franchise standpoint, you're hoping that they're playoffs, right? Like they've reached this point where they've played together for three, four years. Okay, they've taken that step. The baby Blazers, sure. here we go. Miami's had down years. Post-LeBron, it was bleak. They didn't make the playoffs for a couple of those seasons. They signed Tyler Johnson to that big-ass contract. That was stupid. They're not batting a 1,000. And so all I'm saying is, like, if that's the world Dame wants to be in, it's, I want to go to Miami. I'm not playing for X and Y. You would probably be able to move those picks if Miami indeed does suck. And those picks could potentially have value at that point. And then that's the building block. In the last 15 years, the Miami Heat have not had less than 37 wins. And that happened once. Mm-hmm. There's one season here, one, where they mm-hmm. had a 15 win season. And before that, it was 44, 52, 59, 42. You yep. are just rolling those dice that maybe one, maybe one in the last 20 goddamn years might come up decent. Decent. That is such a tremendously shitty roll. You're, you're literally taking your 20, 20-sided dice and saying, please come up one. Yeah. Those, odd, also- those odds are just, they're not there. If you're telling me the Minnesota Timberwolves picks are there, an organization mm-hmm. that has been the complete opposite of Miami, you've got my attention. Those, I've, been, I've been screaming Utah since mid-last week. Those bro, picks, like- we they mean nothing. That's fine. So That's fine. you've got Harrell, means nothing. Mm-hmm. Hawkes, I don't care. Jovich, well, he can't be I, traded. Keith Smith said he can't he, be traded. He for can a for a he can he can in a month. He can be traded in a month. Well, Thirty days. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. That's Jovich, I don't care. Okay. None of those guys profiles anything more than maybe a rotation player. Yes. So you're trading Damian Lillard for the chance of maybe hitting one pick in seven years, a guy who right now is eleven years old. That hits. But you're that's also, insanity. You're living in a world where it's Miami and Portland and not a third team. And I think that's hey, the thing. Find the third team and find me fucking value for Tyler Hill. I'm not a fucking GM. It's, it ain't but my that's, job. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. You're not going to go get a pick of value for Tyler Hero. You're just fine. you're just not. I'm, so what so what's the what's the thing that comes back that makes sense? Who was the last superstar player to be traded to a non-destination that he wanted to go? If Dames, if Dames Camp, and this is residing in this conversation, if Dames Camp gets to the point where they go, we want Miami. We don't give a shit about the Spurs, Utah, whatever. Name the superstar player that didn't go to where he wanted to go, that ended up in a place that he doesn't want to play. And I'm talking superstar. Okay, find me the one that was, wasn't willing to sit out and become a villain. Because Dame's got to become the villain to get that. I mean, he already requested the trade. He's that's the that's that not the same. Said, do you do you think he's do you think he's gonna go to L.A. or to Vegas with little baby, put on thirty pounds? Do you think he's gonna put on a that's all, folks? 
and burn the bridges? Do you think he's going to, I don't know, do everything out in public for six months and then finally get a trade because an ownership change that happened in Phoenix and they gave up everything and got actual value for Kevin Durant? Because that's the list. Because the only guy that, that you can go down the list to where a franchise said no was Kawhi Leonard. He didn't want to go to Toronto. But he did mm-hmm. it for the year. And they mm-hmm. got a title out of it. And they got a title out of it. And then he bounced. Hell, you want to talk about a guy getting done dirty? Blake Griffin signed an extension that got shipped to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Now, not as beloved as Dame here, obviously. No. But, like, and that's why I keep saying, if they send it to Miami, it is a... It is a... A place where they say, okay, we'll acquiesce. Mm-hmm. My argument here is this. If they did wrong by Damian Lillard by picking the young path, why would they now do right by him? Well, you could, I mean, I think you could go the other way with that. The way, like, you talk about Dame being the villain, I I would respond, you think it's a good look for the franchise to kind of be a dick to your franchise's all-time best player? Like, you think that's a good reputation to have around the league? Because if you're going to steer him to a place he doesn't want to play, you will get that reputation. Whether people care about that or not is not my concern. That will be a conversation that is spread throughout the league. But he's also not getting sent to Oklahoma City. No, that's true. But again, this I think hinges on a lot. Like, and maybe Dame with the Chris Haynes thing, what was it last week at some point where Mm. Haynes said he doesn't need to go to a place that's a super team and have multiple all stars? Maybe that's where a San Antonio and a Utah makes sense. If you're asking me what I want the franchise to get, I mean, dude, I'm not saying I want to settle for Jaime Jaquez and a 2028 and a 2030 pick. Yeah, I'm not. That's absolutely brutal. I'm playing the game of how this league operates when they trade high, high star level mm-hmm. players. And very rarely does the team get back the perfect haul. Brooklyn just did it. I give them a lot of credit for that. They got a young nucleus they've restarted with and they've got the future picks for Phoenix. I get it. It I, That's understandable. Yep. San Antonio and Utah make the most sense from the Blazers standpoint here. I actually think Dame, Lowry, Collins, Kessler, like that's a nice little four-man nucleus in a And they have somewhat, so much draft capital, they can cash they got, in immediately. Yes. I want the picks from Minnesota. Give me all the picks. We agree on that. Minnesota's yeah. terrible. Show me you're not. <laughs> but, pick, pick a year. It's, it's literally the complete opposite of Miami. Pick a year and I am in. <laughs> But my position, I'm why I'm putting the chips on Miami in some weird three-team ta- three trade, Danny, is because I am mentally ready for this to not go 100% the Blazers' way. I got that way at the draft night, and I've been that way ever since. So, like, I know what they want in return, but I viewed it as more Miami yeah. make this thing delicious or he's going to a place that isn't Miami. And they're flagging right now that, you know, Brooklyn could be the third team. Brooklyn could be the third team. And they absolutely could. If that's the best poo-poo platter they can get, fine. I hate the deal. I'm telling you right now, any deal that involves a 
any deal that involves Miami, I hate the deal. Because the threshold that they can reach, even if they get another team involved, sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Somebody says the Blazers are not that different than Minnesota. Minnesota's the worst franchise in professional sports. It's not even close. Um... <laughs> Ooh, the Lions online too, or the I'll take, I'll take, I'll take them both. Take them both. The, t- the last, uh, the end of the season, the Timberwolves have a franchise winning percentage, I think, of thirty-two yeah. percent. Uh, it's, it's not even close. It's they're horrid. Can, um, can, can we agree on this real quick? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we can't. I, I don't. <laughs> I can think... yell at you some more. Oh, that's fine. I think it's good. <laughs> I, this is an emotional day. I, I think no matter what, I think we mentally need to be ready to go. That's. That's it, because, like, I just don't know if it's truly going to be something that makes me go, man, they nailed it. I think it's hard to nail this kind of trade. I really do. And that's not an out for Cronin or the Blazers. I'm pissed off enough about what's going on. It's just to simply say, like, sometimes this league and these moves, they don't go all your way because you've got the guy. Sometimes you feel like you should have had a little bit more. For sure, there's, there's, there, I don't, I don't think we're going to disagree with, on that. My question, and again, this is what's going to play out. And everybody keeps asking, do I know how long this is going to take? No, no. Star trades either drag out forever or happen like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there really hasn't been a ton of in between because even the Harden stuff. Like, can you just like make this happen and go away? Remember, then he showed up to camp had like what forty four and seventeen opening night for the Rockets just to show. Oh yeah, no, I'm actually good. And then he got moved. Mm-hmm. KD, he put in his trade request this summer. He didn't get moved to the deadline. Came back and then, yeah. But again, what happened there was new ownership came in and the offer got good. I think the other part of this, too, is that I, something you said a, a couple minutes ago when we were going through just what lies ahead of him. Like you said, is Dame ready to be the villain? I, I would actually counter and say, I don't know if he truly can ever be a villain here. The franchise, they didn't do what they said they wanted to do. They didn't do it for nine plus years with the previous regime. I think a lot of people that reside more in the camp of Dame, we get it. I'm really pissed, sell the damn team. I think more people are residing today in non-trust of the organization. So like, I, I don't know. He, I don't think he's going to do anything crazy that we've never seen, but like this whole, can he, is he willing to be the villain? I don't know if that world exists for most people today. I think the franchise is the villain. I don't think you're wrong in that. I think public support is very much going to be in Damian Lillard's camp. He might get louder cheers and ovation throughout the entire game of his return than the actual team will. I won't be surprised by that at all. I'll be at that game. Hmm. I'll be rocking a Dame jersey. I think people will be happy if Scoot and Shaden play well. But, like, if you also told me the whole game, people went nuts when he scored and just had a night of sell the team type stuff. Like, I, it, it's deserved, it, first of all. And second of all, I won't be shocked. That'll be an interesting one. The other question is, and this is obviously the lesser question, is this. Beyond Dame, what does the next era of Portland look like? Do they get back anything functional that matters? Or is it just dead money and picks? Because as it stands right now, what's San Antonio giving us? I I, I I I worked it out. For me, it's Kelvin Johnson, Doug McDermott, Jeremy Sohan, and picks. 
What, how far out are the picks for them? Well, they do have a 2024 Charlotte first round pick. Which that's a val- that's a very I'm eyeballing the shit out of that. That's the one you want. I'm going. Their mm. other picks don't have much substance in the same way you said Miami. Like San Antonio's not going to suck with this kid. No, have to have that, that's why I'd want that Charlotte pick, and then I'd want something four years out. You want something went, four years out? I don't. I, that pick's not going to be bad in four years. No, it's, it's the 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 level of it. So Charlotte pick, a San Antonio pick, like on top of that, and uh-huh. then the, or the next one out. I guess three years out. Yeah, I just think that the Charlotte pick is delicious. That's the that's the pick that you're looking at. It's like, oh, there's a dysfunctional franchise. Ding. Right. They I just paid LaMelo Ball a truckload I could be of wrong money. on this. I'm trying to go through all the information I've obtained so far. I believe Brooklyn has a 29 Dallas pick, which is so far out. But like again, they, everybody likes everybody looks at those 29, 30. Oh, they, you know that team could be bad then. Mm-hmm. Teams don't care about picks that far out because they can't plan that far out because guys may not have jobs then. So the San Antonio trade then seemingly to me, if we're if that's the avenue we're residing in, you get one very valuable pick. We agree and then on some that. so-so picks. I, picks I don't think are any different than Miami's future picks. I just if, yeah. if Wemby's healthy, those picks are not exactly. going to be good. But you you get a tangible pick, you get Sohan who you're like, number one, he's not a goddamn guard. No, he's Dennis Rodman 2.0. You get a 3-4 ball handler, which I think is one of the rarest archetypes in the league. Which, if you're asking me, do I want Tyler Harrow, do I want uh, Tyrese Maxey, or do I want Jeremy Sohan, let me roll the dice on Sohan. Well, yeah, given your roster construction, he makes the most sense out of those guys. Not just that, like, the harder thing to find is the size. It's just... Dougie McBuckets in Portland would thrive. He'd have a lot of endorsements locally. Uh, and Keldon, I, I talked to a San Antonio guy, Jason Minix, hosts a show down in San Antonio. I talked to him about a week ago. He's available. And he's he's the most available spur yeah. on the roster. So, and salary-wise, it's the Blazers would save $6.5 million, The Spurs would pick up $6.5 million. Dame would want to play for Pop, I would imagine. But again, I think some of this is... Oh, that's what this we- is. This is this is Pop's last hurrah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is his last go around. But I, I guess what I'm wondering is, maybe it's today after the pod. Maybe it's tomorrow, Monday, whatever. Like I, we need to hear more noise from some of these teams, right? Like Miami's loud and out there. Brooklyn, hey, we're out there. Philly's getting mentioned. Philly has nothing of interest for Portland. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Dame is even like Bobby Marks enter- going entertaining on TV and Philly. telling me. Tobias Harris and Maxi in one pick in like 28 and being really honest about that. Like get out of here with that. Yeah, Come on. No, it's, it's not, it's not good. Um, but, and I, I know we've, we've hammered this so much. Embrace the time with Damian Lillard and, and feel sad, be angry, feel whatever you want to feel. If you want to call me a shill and it makes you feel better, fine. I don't care. I, I know where I stand on this stuff, and I know my relationship with Dame. Like, I'm not happy about it. But they're going to suck. Oh, they're going to be dreadful. Like, just prepare for that. Jeremy with a bunch of babies. It just is what it is. Um, We'll still be here to cover it. We'll still be here to talk about it. We'll flag this stuff over the next couple of days and 
if you're if you're wrapping up here, I don't want to interrupt you. We don't no, really no. plan a lot of this stuff out. We kind of just go. Yeah. My my final thing that I'll say on this day uh, of incredible frustration, you know, sadness, losing a dude of this caliber, and I I've talked to enough Blazer fans the last month to know like what this kind of means to them. Mm-hmm. Sell the team. I'm so done with this, man. Like, yeah, I, I, you, you yeah. can argue that hey, this is how it ultimately was always going to end. Whatever, that's an opinion I can't change. You need good ownership. Leadership matters, Captain. That's what we heard in ten- and remember the Titans. And you know whether it's her or Burt Cold, I don't really give a damn. You need to sell the team. You need to sell pronto. Just, There's an ownership group that wants to care. Again, and I'm the, so tired of this. The the picking of paths. Like if 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 Jody Allen's going to be the long term owner, fine. Get in. But she invest. Can't be. She I can't mean, be. She she can't. She's got like they'll have the money. Trust me. What do you mean? The amount of money they make managing the team and selling off other things, just if they wanted to own the team, they could. I don't know if they actually can. There's been talk that that trust says specifically she has to sell it and she can't sell it to herself. Okay. If they want the team, fine. Invest. Care. If not, get out. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Get out. That, that's what I'm care. saying. Like again, the same. Let's let, let's stop dragging things out one way yes. or another. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because I don't think they care. I think they're counting on us, the people, the fans, whatever, to shill out and pay decent money to watch a team that's going to lose by 25 points. And I'm excited to watch them when we get to that point. But right now, today, in this moment, be careful with that assumption. Is what I would say. Look. I, I, I think highly of, of Shaden and Scoot. I think they're going to be good, good players. Mm-hmm. They're five years away. Maybe six. <laughs> That's just... Everyone's like, well, look at Shane. Look what happened in OKC. Oh, you mean the guy that was traded when he was 21 years old and it took him four years to become an all-star, so he's now 25 years old, smack dab in the middle of the prime of his career, which is when everybody hits their line with the exception of Tim Duncan and LeBron James? Yeah. Yeah, guys. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be at Summer League practice again tomorrow. And then I will be down at Summer League Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coming back on Monday. Uh, I'll probably end up doing a show from down there. Uh, I'm going to pack up the laptop and do some stuff down there, and we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. I hope I hope they figure it out. I hope there's a world where Damian Lillard lands in a spot that he wants to be and the Blazers get back what they want. As much as I want to see Dame successful, I also don't want to see him leave for nothing. Sure. I'm with you there. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. there's there's both there's sides, sides of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're 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 here. <laughs> you know, we're covering the team and selfishly yeah. it's like, look man, I I want you to be successful. Go get a ring. I'll be I'll be pulling for you. I'll be rooting for you. But also, don't make me cover Tyler Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Let me like cover Dougie McBuckets. We'll see what it is. Um, everybody, try to just work through your emotions, piece it all together. Um, 
beyond that, thank you all for being here. Whether you're pissed at me, you hate me, you you think I, I'm full of shit, I, I'm glad you're here. I know everybody's team Brandon today. It's okay. It happens. It's a tough day. I'm used to not being liked. You love it, actually. I think you like not being liked. Hey, man, look. Dane may not be like to be the villain. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So, um, <clears throat> thank you guys. Appreciate you. Like, rate, view, subscribe. Help us go to the show. Uh, we will be back. Uh, whether it's just me doing a solo one as as we get some updates, or if it does happen, if Brandon and I can make it happen right away, we'll, we'll do break it. it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if not, I'll hop on and do a solo, and then we'll come back and do a full one. Um, let's all go get a mojito. Alex is right. I could I could use a mojito or three right now. I have a family dinner right now that I'm already late to, so I'm oh. looking forward to going to eat some good food and getting this shit off my head. All right. Uh, everybody, take care. Have fun. Try to work through this. Uh, we didn't get to the trend and stuff, the Jeremy Grant stuff. There's obviously more to go into. Uh, we'll dive into that when there's a little bit more time. Um, and then we'll kind of work our way from there. Uh, thank you all so, so, so very much. We appreciate you. Thanks for riding with us. And um, we'll talk soon. Take care.